friends, welcome to the Link Fitness Show. I'm your host, Marissa Deshong, aka Link, and I'm here to motivate and educate on all things fitness, nutrition, and mindset to help you create an energized and healthy lifestyle. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Link Fitness Show. I am pumped because we're about to start a little mini series, okay? Just new little mini series for the month of February. Um, so the next five episodes, so it'll lead into the first um, episode in March. Um, the f- next five episodes will be all about macros. I'm giving you tips, tricks, education, and so much more. If you are not already, please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast because on the fifth and final episode of the mini series, I'll be gifting you a little something special. So wherever you're listening, hit that little subscribe button, Spotify, Apple, wherever you are, please. And if you don't mind, I would also love if you could leave me a little rate and review. Let me know how I'm doing, what you want to see, all that fun stuff. Um, But yeah, so let's just dive right on in, all right? Kicking off this little mini series, uh, we're talking about what macros are and, and why or just the benefits of tracking them. I don't necessarily want to say why you should track them because, again, go back to the intuitive eating versus macro tracking episode. I'll link that down in the description box. Um, but you don't necessarily have to track macros, but there are quite a few benefits. And I personally do recommend people start tracking them, um, like simply for an educational tool. Okay. So let's just dive right on it. So what are macros? Macros are the three main macronutrients our body needs. So they're fats, carbs, and protein. And they are the only thing that make up the calorie content in the food that we eat. Okay. So when you're looking at a nutrition label, you'll see, um, protein, 10 grams, fat, six grams, carbs, eight grams, whatever it is. Those numbers right there are what's calculating the calorie content on your nutrition label. Okay. So with each macronutrient, I am going to dive so much deeper into this. So this is kind of just the rough edge around. What is that? What was that metaphor that I was going for there? This is just a rough explanation, I guess we'll say. Um, but so those make up the the calorie content of the food that we eat. We also have micronutrients, which are going to be things like vitamins and minerals. Okay. So with all of that, you can adjust your macros basically to fit whatever goal that you have, which is one of the main reasons that I absolutely love macros. Now, not to go off on a tangent, but I'm going to kind of compare this to diets, right? So with a diet, you're on a diet for a set amount of time, right? And then once that diet ends, you get this like, okay, uh, well, now what? And if you've ever been on a diet, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. You, you do it for so long and then you either achieve your goal or you give up. And either way, you say, okay, well, now what? Because while you were on that diet, you were following a cookie cutter guideline that really didn't teach you all that much, right? And now that you've achieved your goal, you don't want to restrict yourself anymore. You've hit your goal. You should be able to do all the things that you want to do now. Eh, I don't know about that because you didn't learn anything in the process other than restriction and what you can and can't eat. And labeling foods as good and bad. Diet is such a, a bad 
diet culture is horrible. I hate it. I hate it so much, but it doesn't teach you anything, right? So then at the end of your diet, you've now lost the weight, you feel like you feel good, you look good, you're like, okay, great. Life as normal, right? And then six months down the road, you look in the mirror and you're like, how did this happen? I achieved my goal. I worked so hard and I just fell off. Let me start this diet back up again. No, 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 no. See, that's just no way to live, honestly, where with macros, on the other hand, you can say, okay, I'm cutting, I'm in a deficit, blah, blah, blah. I hit my goal. Great. Now let me reverse back up to a higher level maintenance. I may put on a little bit of weight, not much, um, but I may put on a little bit. That's okay. You don't obviously want to be in a deficit long term, but you can get yourself down to, to your goal place where you want to be, where you feel your absolute best, and then reverse back to a maintenance level so you can maintain it long term. See what I did there? So you educated yourself and now you can reverse back and maintain it long term. So with a diet, you're on again, off again every few months, where with macros, you learn how your body is feeling, how to fuel yourself properly, what are in the foods that you're eating, what your body, how your body responds to these foods, and then you can move forward that way. So no matter what goal that you have, whether it be a bulk, a cut, maintenance, whatever, you can track macros in literally all of those stages. So um, each macronutrient has its own goal, or has its own job, right? So whether it be energy recovery or just obtaining essential fatty acids, whatever it is, each one has a job. Okay. And I'm going to dive more into this in the mini series. So, um, I'm going to do a, an episode on just carbs, just fat, and just protein, where I literally give you everything, um, about each of those and what they do and how they're beneficial, um, and basically run you through why we need to stop saying, cut back on carbs. Carbs are so bad. Ugh. Hashtag FU diet culture is just how I feel with all of that. So anywho, reeling myself back in. Um, okay, so that's kind of like the, the quick run through the foundation of macros, okay, and why or how they could be beneficial, right? So when you're tracking macros, again, because they are the only things that make up calories, which side note, this is just a little blurb to throw throw in there. They're not the only thing that make calories. The other things that make calories include alcohol. So that's very interesting. Alcohol, I guess, is technically a macronutrient, but you you don't track it, obviously. And it's not considered a big macronutrient because your body doesn't need it. Your body needs carbs, fat, and protein. Like it's essential. Your body needs them. Um, where alcohol, obviously, we we do not need alcohol technically. Um, some days we may feel like we need it, but technically our body doesn't need it. Okay. So just keep that in mind moving forward. Um, if you want to learn a little bit more, I can definitely do a whole episode on that. So let me know. But uh, anywho, when when we're tracking macros, like I said, it, we're also kind of tracking calories. Okay. So I use kind of here as like a italicized word. <laughs> um, you're kind of tracking calories because at the end of the day, calories in, calories out is is still – a factor. Um, 
but you're basically just taking calorie tracking and taking it one step deeper, right? So if you're just tracking calories, you're kind of like, okay, I have to hit 1600 calories. What foods can I eat to get to 1600? And then once I hit 1600, I'm done. It, it has worked in the past and it can work for you, but it's not the most beneficial way to achieve your goals. So when we're tracking macros, we're taking that number and we're doing it one step further, right? So we're saying, okay, how can we break down this set number of calories to determine how many of each macronutrient would benefit our bodies best to achieve our goal, whatever that goal is at the time. Again, bulk, cut, maintenance, whatever you want to do, you can track macros, okay? So how this all ties in is, again, the calorie content in the food is determined by the macronutrients. So you're basically just taking your macronutrients or you're taking your calories, splitting it up into the three macronutrients in a way that's going to fit doing the math here, adding them all together, and then being like, boom, this is what's going to help me achieve my goals. Sounds kind of, I don't know, maybe it sounds simple, maybe it sounds really hard. <laughs> but looking at it from a kind of bird's eye view, that's the simple breakdown. You can absolutely take this further and deeper, which I do with my one-on-one clients because I have to in order to calculate someone's macros for them, I need to know multiple things about them. I need to know their B- or their TDE. I need to know their basal metabolic rate. I need to know their lifestyle. I need to know their age, their height, their weight. All of that stuff gets tied into macros on top of whatever their goals are, right? So, and I also, a, a coach for this is also extremely beneficial because the coach is going to look at what is your past experience with with dieting? Have you been on and off of diets pretty much your entire life? Have you had any eating disorders? Have you had any of this? Have you had any of that? And really monitoring all of the previous experiences that go into your nutritional side of training and then go on from there. So there's my little rant there. And I will throw in, since I did just bring it up, um, if you are struggling with eating in any way, whether that be like you, your borderline eating disorder or disordered eating, or you're just struggling and you're in a tough place, please reach out to me. It will stay absolutely confidential. I have some really good people I can recommend to you and kind of point you in the right direction that will really, really help you. Okay, so don't ever feel like you're alone or, or anything like that. So just a little little side note there, but I do want to throw it out there in case anybody does need to hear it. So moving on, um, by counting your macros, you're learning, right? That's my big thing with macros is it's, it's such a good educational tool. I have learned so much in my few years of tracking macros than I did in any nutrition course, <clears throat> right? So and this is this is more of an experience side of things, I would say. Like nothing against nutrition courses. I'm in one right now. I'm definitely learning. I'm learning a lot. But the generic level of macro tracking and the and the basics can definitely be learned through experience and just some a little bit of guidance. And you can go a really, really long way. I have clients now who have literally never heard of tracking macros ever. And I explained it to them and I got them going and they are loving it. Okay, so you just learn and you you understand more about your body and how to fuel your body and just 
making better choices that allow you to enjoy all foods in moderation while still meeting your goals. So we're not depriving ourselves. We're increasing our energy levels. We're curbing our hunger signals. Like it's the same concept that you see. I don't, maybe you have seen it, maybe you haven't, but um, if it fits your macros or IIFYM, uh, flexible dieting, all that stuff. That's basically what macros is about is like fitting everything into that. Like if it fits your macros, you're taking your number and then you're like basically squeezing in as much as you possibly can. All obviously, I mean, I wouldn't really call it moderation, but I guess it's kind of considered moderation. Squeezing as much in as you possibly can to make it all fit, right? Where uh, my approach is more focusing on nutrient density. So if you follow the if it fits your macros approach, that is completely fine. I have times where I kind of teeter on the line of if it fits your macros versus the nutrient dense approach. But I always want to follow the nutrient dense approach approach because you can get more bang for your buck. And when I when I'm saying this, I like to look at macros as money, right? So if you look at your macro count for the day, right? That's your budget per day. So if you're looking at it and you say, okay, I have 2,000 calories or 2,000, yeah, we'll just say 2,000 calories to spend. Okay. Out of this 2,000 calories, X amount has to go towards fat. X amount has to go towards carbs and X amount has to go towards protein. So those X's are obviously going to vary person to person and based on goals, but just for easy math, we're going to say it's a hundred of each. So if you look at your 100 grams of protein that you have to spend that day, you can say, okay, how do I want to spend this 100 grams? Do I want to eat this big gigantic steak and understand that it is going to take some of my fat away as well, some of my fat money? Or do I want to have a protein shake where it's only taking very, very little of my fat? See where, I, where I'm going with this of like, which one do I want? Now, I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying you can do different things, right? So it's basically looking at your macro money and saying, how can I make this budget work each day, right? And say like, okay, um, for example, yesterday I was, we had so- Italian sausage with dinner. We had sausage and peppers. So my fat content I was getting a good chunk of my fat content from my sausage, but I don't typically eat sausage. So for me, it was well worth it to say, okay, I'll pull back fat in some other areas and I'll just do this instead. You know, so some like an easy swap would be something like, oh, uh, I want to, I normally had two or three eggs for breakfast. This time I'm going to do one egg with two egg whites. Right. And just that swap of going from egg to egg white is going to reduce your fat. Um, I'm a big avocado toast person. I love avocado toast. Taking away the avocado because that's a fat source. Peanut butter is a fat source. Pulling those things away and out of my snacks for the day is a super easy way for me to make that that sausage work with my dinner. You know what I mean? So it's all about kind of pulling and plugging and finding ways to make it work. Um, But that's kind of just like a quick run through with that. I'll talk more about this later in the mini series. But if you look at macros as a budget, and spending wisely, you're going to get the most bang for your buck. So the nutrient-dense foods are going to give you the most bang for your buck. You can eat a huge, like the parfaits, you've probably seen them if you follow me on Instagram. Um, I, I do like little like yogurt bowls, and they have great bang for my buck. 
So I'm getting a good chunk of protein out of that yogurt and I'll do like anywhere from like 100 grams to 200 grams of Greek yogurt, which is a protein source. So I'm getting a good chunk of protein with that. Um, and then I'll add in some fruit. So fruit is a carb source, but there are so many fruits where it's not even a lot. Like you're kind of like, am I even eating anything here? Because <laughs> this is so low, which is awesome. We love that. But that's a, a perfect example of the nutrient density and getting the most bang for your buck. Like I'm eating a lot of food, but it's not counting for all that much. You know what I mean? Where if I were to eat a um, I just had one earlier, a Nature Valley protein bar, which is pretty high in most things. So if I were to look at it, I can actually pull it up quickly. Um, if I'm looking at my protein bar, I use 10 grams of protein, 14 grams of carbs, and 12 grams of fat in a protein bar where I could get a much bigger meal by using my nutrient-dense foods to get the most bang for my buck. So if you, have, if you have questions on how I kind of relate macros to money, let me know. I did do an Instagram post on this as well that I can link in the description box. So just some helpful little tools. I'm a very like, I'm a visual learner. So when thing, things are kind of just like explained to me, I'm like, okay, give me an example here. Like <laughs> I need the examples of everything and I, I like to kind of put them into different scenarios. So just a quick little run, run through. But Moving on, I want to talk more about the benefits of tracking macros. Why should you be tracking macros? Number one being we have the freedom to eat the foods that we love and still stay on track. I love this. I love this. I love this. I love this. There is no such thing as an off-limit food unless your body literally does not respond well to it or you like are allergic to it. Even for me, I'm lactose intolerant and I still like find my way to eat a little bit of cheese. You know, I have, I have lactose free. I drink fair life milk, so I still get milk. Um, but there is no such thing as off limit foods. Okay. You can easily, very easily Google the nutritional information for pretty much every food out there, um, including foods at restaurants or fast food places. And it literally takes like 30 seconds. Like that's it. It's boom, easy as pie, right? So you have you can eat whatever you want. I eat cookies all the time, right? I I enjoy my brownies. I enjoy fast food. I eat pizza, Chick Fil A. Oh, love me some Chick Fil A. I have a client Ashley who, when she first started with me, she was like, "I will be honest, like when I get my period, like I need some Taco Bell. Like it's like a thing that I have." I eat Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell. And I was like, okay, great. She, she was like, what? I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, like you can, you can make it all work, right? It's all about spending that macro money wisely, right? So on a day where you're like, you say you've, it's been a little while and you just, you know, when you get in those moods where you're like, damn, I really just want Chick-fil-A sandwich. Or I just really want some nugs. Like, give me the nugs. Chicky Nuggies, Baby Yoda, you know, you can plan for that though and say like, okay, you know what? Tomorrow I am going to stop and get some Chick-fil-A nuggets. I'm going to get some fries. Let me track this into my macros now. That way I can plan for it. It's all about planning. Okay. All about planning. Number two is it is a much more sustainable approach. Like I said, diets are on again, off again, on again, off again. Macros, they are on you can adjust them whenever you need to, and then you can phase out of them. 
I have been, I don't want to say on and off of macros, but I will get on macros based off of my goals. So right now, because I am in recovery for my shoulder surgery, I have absolutely dialed in on my nutrition and I started tracking macros again, where the few weeks prior to the surgery, I was kind of just giving myself the break of, I don't feel like tracking right now. I want to just move because it feels good. I want to eat what I want to eat right now without having to track it. Um, just because one, I knew that I would be tracking again soon. And two, I just wanted to give myself the mental like release of just doing what feels good and fully 100% listening to my body without tracking anything. So um, you can go on and off as you see fit, not follow a 12-week meal plan and then once it's done, you're you're screwed, right? So that is the beautiful thing. Again, no off-limit foods. So you don't have to feel like you need a cheat meal or anything like that. Basically with macros, it's like you get cheat meals all the time to the point you don't even call them cheat meals because you eat what you want, when you want for life, right? This is a much more sustainable approach. Again, you have the learning aspect where you're you're educating yourself on what macros are, how your body responds to them, all that stuff, that so that you can feel confident that you're going to be successful even after you ease out of macros and into a more intuitive eating approach. So beautiful, beautiful thing here. Beautiful. Next is the learning opportunities. Again, to find which foods your body loves, all right? So for me, for a while, I thought that like my body just liked fat. Like I didn't think anything of it. Like I was just like, yeah, like I want fat. I want fatty foods. I want fatty foods because let's be real, the the greasy foods are pretty damn good. I love me some French fries, right? But my body really doesn't like that. My body does not do well on high fat counts. It doesn't. It messes with my, I have a sensitive stomach. It messes with my sensitive stomach. It messes up my digestion. I just don't feel good. I feel really, really run down, even if I don't really do anything. So over the course of tracking macros and altering my fat counts, I have now learned that like, I don't really need a lot of fat. I don't, but my body does need carbs. Because when I was on prep and they pretty much took all my carbs away, I was a very miserable person. And I had no energy. My body loves carbs. Loves it. Fat? Not so much. Not so much. And some people find that they don't really like carbs. Their body doesn't like carbs as much. Some people may bloat really bad from the carbs. You know? And their body just doesn't. eh, They don't really feel great. But that's just not their happy number. So this is, again, a learning opportunity to find what works best for you and your specific body. Macros are flexible. Macros work with you. You don't work for the macros, right? Where with a diet, you're constantly worrying about following that diet. Next, we have stress-free vacations, ability to eat out, all the social settings, all that fun stuff. Memories over macros always, but you can still find ways to make it work. So when you go on vacation, when I go on vacation, I don't track. When it's a holiday, I don't track. I have this rule with myself and with all of my clients. Like if they're away on vacation, they're enjoying the time, they're taking in all of the memories. Same thing with the holiday season. Like I don't want someone at their Thanksgiving table, like weighing out their turkey because they want to stay on track and they're missing conversations with grandma and grandpa who they haven't seen in months because of COVID. You know, like think about it. 
Memories over macros always, always, but you can absolutely find ways to make it work. So leading up to it, maybe maybe you track your breakfast or if you, you kind of have some snacks planned. Maybe if you're not even necessarily tracking, but you're kind of just monitoring your food intake while on vacation or during a holiday season, that's completely fine. But if it's just like girls night out and you're like, you know what? I had a problem in the past with just being super clean during the week and then binging on the weekends. Maybe it would be a good option for you to kind of track breakfast and lunch and have an idea of what you want to eat for dinner so you can make it work. For example, um, if you're out at a restaurant, right, and you you don't necessarily want to track the food, but you're looking at the menu and you're like, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what to get, I don't know what to get, you can make things work. So if you want to save your protein for your dinner, you can do that. If you want, if you know you're like, oh, I'm going to this Italian restaurant, they have this bomb ass pasta, I'm saving a good chunk of my carbs for that. It's your budget. Spend it how you want to budget. Spend it how you want to budget. Spend it how you want to use it. Right. So you can absolutely still do all the social settings and, and eat out and do all of those things while still staying on track. So beautiful thing with macros there. A um, few more. Um, it takes you into consideration, unlike, unlike your diets. Like I said, it takes in your, into consideration your lifestyle, your eating habits, your goals, you as a person, and what you want to achieve all are considered when tracking macros, where a diet is kind of just like, hey, you want to lose weight? Great. Go do this, and you're going to lose weight. Blah. Next. It does not consume your time. I know it seems like it does, but it does not. It works with your lifestyle, your preferences, your time constraints, all of that. So when you're following a diet, it can actually be more time consuming than just tracking your macros because you spend so much time making sure that you're not breaking the rules or figuring out, is this going to work? Is that going to work with your diet? Like, no, 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 honey, no. Your style of eating is supposed to work for you right? You don't have to be bending over backwards to make this diet work because if you're doing that, that's not the right diet for you, right? So no more stressing about whether or not you'll be able to eat at this social event or if you can even go at all to make sure you don't cheat or make sure you don't fall off or, or anything like that. You know what I mean? Macros allow you to make it all work. You can make things fit. You can be flexible while still having a structured regimen, right? Taking the time to just put together simple meal preps saves you more time in the long run and helps you overcome that like, I don't have anything to eat excuse that we've all said. We've all said it, so don't even say that you haven't. You'll find stable foods and then you can live by them. Like this past weekend, I spent maybe two hours meal prepping on Sunday and even then, that was taking me a long time just because I was recording it for YouTube and I was trying to like do 100 things at once. Where if I had just threw all the meat to get, threw all the meat on the stove, I did chicken meatballs in the oven, I did all of these things. If I had just, you know, just straight done that uninterrupted, it probably would have taken me an hour and a half tops, tops. Um, but I spent a little extra time dilly dallying there. An hour and a half. And I have, let me see, six days of meals. For two people prepped. Yeah. Yeah. 12 different meals and some in my freezer because I, because I had extra chicken meatballs that I saved them for um, meals next week. Crazy, right? In an hour and a half, I got 12 meals done. 
because I have macros and because I can make things work. And they're simple. The one, the, the chicken meatballs meal, for example, it's literally chicken meatballs and egg noodles. The other one was um, potatoes and beef strips. Like <laughs> the other one is is turkey taco bowls. So ugh, I just posted a YouTube about this. So go back to my YouTube channel and check that out. Get all the recipes. They're delicious. Um, but yeah, so I have so many like meals all because I took two hours on a Sunday to just throw them together, make it simple and easy and and just straight up effective. You know what I mean? And finally, which is probably my favorite, favorite benefit of tracking macros here, increased energy and improved performance. For so many years, I thought I had to cut back on carbs before I learned about macros, obviously. And when I did learn about them, I realized like carbs are my main energy source. So my workouts were suffering because I wasn't fueling myself properly. In high school, I was a psychopath. Like I used to go to the gym all the time. I've told this story before. I would go to the gym and I would do like two hours in the gym. I would cut my carbs out and I was restricting calories. I was eating like 1,200 calories a day, two hours in the gym on top of softball practice, all this crazy stuff. I literally was not fueled. I was so unbelievably tired. I was so tired. The only thing that kept me going is that like exercise makes me feel really, really good. So like I was exercising, but I wasn't getting the most out of it. Like I should have seen much better progress for the work that I put in, to be straight honest. Like I should have been in much better shape than I was, right? Because I wasn't fueling myself properly. When I am fueling myself to the best of my ability in such a structured manner as macros, I'm literally thriving in and outside of the gym. Like in and out of the gym, I'm thriving. My energy levels are through the roof to the energy bunny that you, you know, you know and love so much. <laughs> um, I didn't hit that like afternoon wall where I was just like, ugh, I'm done. I'm exhausted. It's 2 p.m. How am I going to make it through the rest of the day? Yada, yada, yada. No brain fog, nothing. I noticed how much stronger I was, especially once I dialed in my nutrition. Like um, I can honestly say – I was probably in the best shape of my life leading up to my wedding. Me and Drew, where we we took the gym very, very seriously. We we really pushed ourselves. My nutrition was on point. I was moving a lot. I was feeling my absolute freaking best, right? And it paid off because I was truly fueling myself. I couldn't get through those tough ass workouts if I wasn't fueling myself. Like I was shocked the progress I made after I started tracking macros, right? And I would, I had been tracking before, but not like I was prior to the wedding. And my God, my results were crazy, like crazy what I was able to accomplish. So to kind of recap that, the benefits, um, the freedom to eat the foods we love and stay on track. Number two, a more sustainable approach. Number three, learning opportunities to find foods that your body loves Number four, stress-free vacations, ability to eat out, all the beautiful social settings, you know, before COVID and hopefully soon one day. Um, Number five, it takes you into consideration where diets do not. Number six, it doesn't consume your time. And number seven, increased energy and improved performance. Got to freaking love it. 
I'm so excited for this mini series. Next episode, we're going to be talking all about protein. Again, I'm going through each macronutrient and I'm going to go over some tracking do's and don'ts. And in the final episode, I'll be giving you a little something special. So if you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the channel or to the channel, to the podcast. Check out my YouTube channel if you want to see a nice little meal prep video. Um, but yeah, so if you have any questions on macros, make sure you shoot me a message. I'd be happy to point you in the right direction. I also have a macros 101 ebook on my website. I'll also link that down below in the description. So you have all these resources. We're going to put them all together and we are going to crush our freaking goals. All right. I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.